This is Brian Oaks, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Erskine, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear reports from Sierra Doctor and Whitney Pittman. A bill to keep the government funded must be passed by midnight on Friday to avoid a government shutdown. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. James Callan Associates CEO Jim Callan says a farm bill extension should come with the resolution to keep the government funded. Farm bill extension would be part of the continuing resolution. The four corners of agriculture in the Congress, meaning majority-minority in both the Senate Agriculture Committee and the House Agriculture Committee, have come out in favor of a one-year extension that would be attached to a continuing resolution. They've indicated that they will still work on a new farm bill uh, next year, yet, yet them saying this now uh, is, is strongly uh, significant and uh, influential for the entire process to move forward in terms of the farm bill. While it is possible for presidential and other election politics to really impact farm bill negotiations, Callan says an extension would give time for USDA to keep programs rolling in 2024. All House seats are up and one-third of the Senate is up for, for election. It just makes it, makes it increasingly difficult, but I do think that there is time to get something done, and the best news about the extension is that there can then be sign-up for 2024 ARC PLC. Right now, without a farm bill, there is no opportunity for producers to sign up for that, but they'll be able to have a choice now, assuming Congress um, gets through the continuing resolution with the farm bill extension, and then there be, would be time, I believe, for USDA, specifically the Farm Service Agency, to start to sign up for producers. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Well, as of this past Sunday, USDA says 95% of the nation's soybean crop has been harvested, up from 91% the previous week. That compares to 96% last year and uh, the five-year average of 91%. 88% of the nation's corn has been harvested. That's up from 81% the previous week. 86% is the five-year average. Sunflower harvest lagging slightly nationwide with 68% of the sunflowers harvested. That's up from 53% last week, but behind the 72% five-year average. 47% of the winter wheat crop is rated good to excellent, down three points from the previous week. 76% of North Dakota's corn has been harvested, that according to the National Ag Statistics Service. That's near the five-year average of 72%, but behind last year's 95% harvested. North Dakota soybean harvest nearing completion, 97% done. Sunflower harvest lagging, 59% of North Dakota sunflowers have been harvested well behind last year's 90% complete and the five-year average of 72%. The National Ag Statistics Service in St. Paul says 93% of Minnesota's corn has been harvested as of this past Sunday. That's up from 86% from the previous week and the five-year average of 88%, but behind last year's 95%. And 99% of the soybeans have been harvested. Minnesota sunflower harvest has reached 92% complete. 87% of South Dakota's corn has been harvested ahead of the 78% five-year average, but it is behind last year's 95%. 
USDA says 72% of South Dakota sunflowers have been harvested, behind last year's 95%, but near the five-year average of 71%. 56% of South Dakota's winter wheat is rated good to excellent, with 93% of that crop emerged. Pioneer strategic account manager Cole Erland says there's still a soybean fields yet to be harvested. Uh, Fargo area, not so much. As you get to the northern part of our territory, there are a few soybeans out there yet. Uh, it, it's pretty minimal in total, I would say. You know, of our total territory, it's, it's less than 5% for sure. But, uh, yeah, there's a few of them still hanging in there. According to Erlen, sunflower harvest has been hit or miss. They've become pretty popular over the last several years. Guys have kind of brought them back into the rotation. They're making guys pretty good money here. But, uh, you know, they're kind of all over the board. Some guys like to spray them, kill them, and get them off early. And some guys kind of let them do their thing and get to them when they can. So the early guys have them off. Yields were good. A lot of mid-2000s on yields with good oil. But the late guys that didn't spray them, that kind of let them finesse on their own, you know, they, they still have some sunflowers to get off. So You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Traders appear to be shifting their focus to South American weather. Ever Ag market analyst Britt O'Connell says Brazil's soybean planting pace is the focus. Certainly something that folks are thinking about already. What is the implication that it could have there? And I think it's it comes at us from a lot of directions. If these beans get planted late, of course, that potentially uh, pushes back harvest and pushes back when that Safrina crop can get in. Of course, the concern there then is, is that it's pollinating during their hottest, driest stretch of weather. Uh, the question then also remains, do they get ample moisture? And do they end up planting as many acres as that Safrina crop? And so there's a lot of different directions you can go with that, but certainly the market is on high alert here as it um, monitors weather down in South America. Warm to hot temperatures and little rain will continue through Saturday for much of western, central, and northern Brazil. World Weather Incorporated expects crop conditions to deteriorate as soil moisture dries out. Temperatures expected to climb into the lower to middle 100s to as high as the low 110s through Saturday. Excess rains are expected to continue across southern Brazil with an additional four to nine inches of rain and locally more through Friday. More sunshine than rain is forecast for Argentina over the next two weeks. World Weather Incorporated says field work should advance well, while soil moisture and expected rains should support most of the crop. World Weather says nearly all of Argentina will receive beneficial rains at one time or another during the next two weeks. Temperatures more mild than Brazil, expected to be in the 70s and 80s and a, a few 90s in the north. Tyson Foods reporting fiscal fourth quarter net loss of $463 million and a fiscal year net loss of $395 million. Fourth quarter sales were down 2.8% from the previous year at $13.3 million. Fiscal year 2023 sales are reported at $52.9 million. Tyson Foods is reporting fiscal year adjusted operating income of $236 million. That's down 71% from fiscal year 2022. National Farmers Union out with their 2023 farmer's share of the food dollar for Thanksgiving. Numbers reflect how much farmers earn compared to what consumers pay at the grocery store. 
Uh, for as an example, uh, an 11-pound frozen turkey will retail at $21.89. The farmer's share of that only 66 cents. Minnesota Department of Natural Resources Wildlife uh, Populations Regulations Manager uh, Leslie McAnally uh, will, says their department is working to be proactive, uh, preparing for feral pig populations. Feral hogs, they can cause a lot of damage through the, just their rooting behavior and their wallowing behavior to native habitats. They can really just rip areas up pretty easily, and, and the populations can grow fairly rapidly as well. But it's also a concern in terms of, from a disease management perspective, disease concerns. That's why the Department of Health is involved, the Board of Animal Health, because they can be, you know, feral pigs in the wild have been known to be reservoirs of disease, and that poses a risk for, uh, you know, the agricultural producers. It poses a risk for public health or, or you know, wild animals. So that's, that's another aspect of it that people aren't always thinking about. McEnany says the DNR is also monitoring damage caused by deer across the state. But, um, you know, we are aware that a lot of folks were had, had concerns and issues with, um, say, deer depredation on crops last year. And so right now we are working on um, looking at some, some potential policy changes or maybe some program changes that could uh, provide some better response to those situations as well. So that's, that's one of the major things we're looking at um, within my program uh, this fall as well. Near Hazleton, North Dakota, Mike Appert says this growing season made for great yields come harvest. Fall weather, though, has made drying the corn a little more difficult. Surprisingly, we had a really good start this spring. May, June were warm, and uh, so the corn really was well advanced by the 4th of July and, and uh, thought we'd have uh, really dry corn kind of like kind of like last year. But, but the weather since, you know, late August, September hasn't been the best. We've been getting a lot of rain. A lot of rain, a lot of cloud cover, you know, it's just uh, been kind of dreary. Reporting Agriculture's Business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. New crop calves being pushed through the sale barns at a steady pace. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has that story. Hub City Livestock Auction co-owner Steve Helwig is unsure where feeder prices are heading as we get further into the feeder run. Well, it's hard to say exactly uh, where things are headed. Uh, uh, nobody likes to see this big correction here. Uh, uh, cattle were at a very, very good level all through August through November, uh, uh, but now this correction here has uh, has got everybody kind of scratching their head what to do. But, it, you know, you just got to remember it's still a pretty good market. Uh, uh, the calves are still bringing fairly good dollars per head, and that's that's what it's all about is the dollars per head on these calves. And, and right now uh, it still seems like the demand is going to stay there. Of course, we get into the spring and grass time. The demand for the grass-type cattle to go to pasture will I'm sure those calves will get higher as we get into spring. Helwig says a lot of producers are selling open cows right now, but numbers are nothing like they were in the past few years pushed by drought. The cow market has, has drifted a little as well, but that's this seasonally. That's typically what happens this time of year. But all in all, compared to last year, the cows would still be 15 to $20 a hundred higher than we've seen them last year. So there's really no incentive to hang on to them. The cow market's hanging in there pretty good. The testing is going good, uh, you know, other, you know, isolated deal or two of a few extra opens, but mostly the testing is going pretty good. Uh, people are culling their cows as normal, and 
and they're they're coming to town right now as we speak. We're not seeing a big run of cows. Uh, uh, just just your normal, you know, these typical herds are eight to ten to twelve percent opens and calls, and and that's what we've been seeing here. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor here on the Red River Farm Network. USDA's weekly export inspections report for the week ending November 9 showed corn inspections at 609,000 metric tons, 6% more than the previous week, 14% more than a year ago. Soybean inspections totaling 1.7 million metric tons, 24% less than the previous week, 18% less than last year. Wheat inspections totaled 207,000 tons, or 81% more than the previous week, 21% more than last year. For the marketing year, corn inspections are 23% ahead of last year's pace. Soybean inspections down 6%, and wheat inspections are 25% less than last year. Checking uh, markets before we uh, leave you this uh, morning. We're seeing uh, December wheat in Minneapolis, the only thing green on the screen here right now. Uh, December uh, wheat in Minneapolis up a half. March is up a quarter. Chicago December wheat is down two and a quarter cents. Kansas City December wheat down a penny and three quarters. December corn is trading two and a quarter lower at 475. March down two and three quarters. January soybeans down seven and three quarters at 1374 and a quarter. March beans down seven and a half at 1387 and a half. Oh, canola is trading higher. They're back trading today after having the day off yesterday. January canola is up $10.20 a metric ton, 7.1130. Canadian kind of playing catch up there. On the farm calendar, the uh, Minnesota Farm Bureau's annual meeting will be in Bloomington this weekend, 16th, 17th, and 18th. The North Dakota Farm Bureau's annual meeting in Fargo, 17th and 18th. And the South Dakota Farm Bureau's annual convention, 17th and 18th. That'll be in Sioux Falls as well. Minnesota Farmers Union Convention also this weekend, 17, 18, 19. That'll be in Minneapolis. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.